Welcome to the Speech Source Podcast. My name is Mary Brzeek. And I'm Kim Dillon. We are two pediatric speech-language pathologists with a combined 25 years of experience. We are your source for speech, language, feeding, play, and much more in between. Welcome to Friday Favorites. This is the time of our show where we talk about one of our absolute favorite things. So this might be a toy or a game or a book, something that we basically think is totally a great value for your home, for your therapy room, for your professional office is definitely a great thing to have and will add a lot of value to your children's play and intricately you. So today we're going to be talking about our favorite toys. So Kim, what toy are you going to share as your favorite today? Today I chose Potato Head. I'm sure everyone has played with a Potato Head before, but specifically I love the Super Spud Potato Head. And I love this one because it's giant. And so right off the bat, I don't know, kids are really intrigued by the big eyes, the big nose, the big ears, and the mouth. And so inside of that potato head, you have two other potatoes and then two little animals. You have one cat and one dog. And so I just love the variety. You have big, you have little, you have the animals in there. And then it just opens it up for choices. And so if you're playing with, if I have one and the kid I'm playing with has one, we can choose, do you want red shoes or blue shoes, green hat or purple hat? And so it's just a great opportunity for more language choices. And if they're not there yet, then you're labeling the different colors. Um, And then there's kind of like happy eyes. And then there's kind of scary eyes. There's teeth, there's mouth. I just, I love the variety. So I like this one that has everything in it. And so of course you're working on body parts. And again, we've talked about before, these are some of just those very early first language skills, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, your arms, feet. And On top of that, you're also working on those actions of on and off, and you're doing that just over and over again. And I would suggest you say it over and over again, Mm -hmm. you know, eyes on, nose on, ears on, you cannot say it too much, and then you take them off. And so it's just a great way to learn that concept of on and off. You can also count them. This is great. This is a great activity because it can grow with you. So maybe we are just pointing. I'm going to hold up the nose and I'm going to hold up the eyes. Get nose and then they can kind of start working on that receptive language. And then we're going to move to labeling just nose, eyes, arm. And then that can move to nose on, arm on. And then you can even continue to increase that with, you know, we have the numbers there so we can put two arms on or two ears on. So it's just a great activity that can grow as the child's language grows, which is great because you can keep it interesting. Right, Um, right. And there's so many, like speaking of growing, 
This is also a toy that can grow with you in the sense that you can add little packs to it. Mm-hmm. So if oh, your yeah. child really enjoys the super spud potato, and I think I think I bought mine at Costco, if that tells you anything about the size of this potato. Yes. <laughs> it is very large and everything fits <clears throat> in it. And I love that for a good little compact toy system. But on Amazon, I mean, everybody, like Disney, I mean, everybody has their own little accessories if your child really takes to it and is interested it makes a good kind of ongoing birthday mm-hmm. easter and halloween little thing. little yeah i've seen the little super like mini superhero potato ones there's there are a ton and it's really fun especially what kind of once they understand that idea of what you do with the toy yes um, and i like it's also something that it it's pretty easy to complete the task. And so it doesn't take much time. And it also just helps that, okay, we're going to start this activity. We put the nose, the mouth, the ears, you know, you complete your potato and you just completed a task and you might complete just one, or we're going to do two plus the puppies. And then you, and then it kind of opens it up after that, you know, another step to take is just pretend play. So now you have two potatoes and two pets or cat and a dog and then they can take that in with some other toys or they can play house or they can do whatever they want with that and kind of start practicing with some of that pretend play so it really does it can extend it has a variety you know yes. you can even work on some spatial awareness the nose goes under the eyes the hat is on the head and so if you just think about all the different language words you can use with it. And I, um, I think the words that we're using the target words with the activity are great early words. When you're looking at your consonant vowels or vowel consonants, you know, you have arm hat CVC words, they're easy and good early words to practice. And so I'd love that too. You have dog cat, some pretty common Mm -hmm. consonant vowel consonant words in there. Um, And the fine motor is great too for mm -hmm. kids to really get used to picking all those different objects up and putting them right in that hole and then pushing with some force in their fingers, but also you have to push against something. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of learning, kids are learning how to hold with one hand and push the item in with the other which is a really good motor skill. So Kim, Mm -hmm. I have a question for you. So what do you do when you're playing with potato head? If a child is making the eyes be at the bottom and the mouth Mm -hmm. is on the top (laughs) and the, you know, what do you, what do you think about that? What do you, are you, are you trying to change that or modify? Are you going with it? How do you navigate that? I think that, so for me in a therapy session, I am, and this might (laughs) have to do with my personality too, (laughs) but I think there's a time for a child to have this toy and just play and no Mm -hmm. one is changing where they're doing that and play. But then that also think there's a time for, okay, eyes here, nose under eyes. It can also be a teaching opportunity. So I think there's definitely two completely different ways to play with it, two completely different 
times to play with it. But I do think it's fine to say, oh, this is how this is how it goes together. These are where your eyes are. This is where your ears are. You know, it's a teaching tool. And so usually if I'm using it in the speech therapy setting, I am doing it that way. We're kind of placing it how it goes. And I let them, and sometimes I model it because there's two, so that's great. And so I can show where the eyes go and kind of help show where the eyes go there too. But of course, there's times to just let them play and put it wherever they want and practice. Like you said, Mary, just that skill of pushing that in to the potato and working on that fine, that fine motor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. That's, that's kind of how I approach it too, is right. You kind of have to read this, the situation of, is this just unstructured playtime? Is this taking Mm -hmm. a break and just, right. Just maybe fine motor is what they're working on. Or is this actually a, a teaching opportunity where you're saying, oh, look, the eyes go on top. And like you said, the nose goes under. Mm-hmm. And and you can even just say if they put the eyes on the on the hat's place, for example, just so say, oh, you're making a silly potato, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, that's so fun. You put it on the head, on top of the head. Oh, definitely. You can use that right. as you know, engaging, you know, like, let's be silly and you're engaging. And that's definitely a way to do communication in a different way. And you're not really focused on where all the body parts are going, but we're focused on interaction, interaction, and maybe just getting some of some social play in there too. And being silly. And I've actually had kids where, where they do put it in the wrong place and they're waiting for me to laugh or think they did something th- something silly. And so I think that's great. It's kind of a way to to highlight that, oh, that's not the correct place to put it without saying no. It doesn't oh, go yes, there. Yes, for sure. You know, just kind of making it fun <laughs> instead of saying, no, 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 we're going to do that again. We're, yeah. I wouldn't do that with potato head at all. Just right. make it fun. Right. And one other thing I love about the potato head, and you can do this with so many different toys, but I do, I seem to do it a lot with potato head is once a child is working on requesting. So again, you have your, just your play, they're playing with it, they're putting it together. But then when you're wanting them to practice requesting with it, whether you're just holding up two and they're pointing to which one they want, another great way to, that I've done before is I've taken pictures of every piece of the potato head and they can choose what they want to do and just kind of, if they're not quite asking yet for the nose or the eyes, having them request this way. And then as soon as they point to the eyes, you give them the eyes, kind of teaching that skill and that power of communication. This mm-hmm. is what I want. Even if I'm not using my words yet, I'm going to point to this picture. This is what I want. And then it's delivered to them. And so that just kind of helps encourage that requesting skill. And if even if you don't want to take pictures and print them out, I've taken pictures on my phone and even just put them on a collage and then they can use my phone or you can use an iPad and let them request and choose that way. Mm -hmm. And it's just a different way to practice it. It's kind of teaching that, that requesting skill. So it's another thing we do a lot with potato heads. So it's one of my favorites. It's can, you can find so many things to do with it. I could go on and on, but Mary, what did you choose today for your toy? So my toy today is called Magic Cube, and it's a toy that I have not seen a lot in stores, and I don't think 
Um, it's quite as common, obviously, as potato head. And so that's what Kim and I are also trying to do is both show our listeners what you can do with the toys that you have available mm-hmm. to you and might already have. And then also give you some ideas that might be worth purchasing for your home or um, somewhere else. So the Magic Cube is awesome. It is definitely an MVP toy in our house um, and in therapy. It's basically a set of magnetic cubes. So think about your, your um, oh, your magnetiles, you know, those little magnet blocks. Well, those are great for a lot of for a lot of things, and I'm sure we'll have a Friday favorite on those, but um, I actually like these more. And the reason is because they're just a lot easier to play with. They're cube and they're magnet on all side. And so you don't have this whole, you're building a structure that's collapsing kind of situation. For, mm-hmm. And so it it's a lot more user-friendly, I think, for a variety of ages. So basically it is It's just a set of cubes that are magnet all the way around. They come in different colors. I have like the four by four by four block, which I think if I'm doing my math right, would be 64 um, blocks. But I I love it because it's, it's a way to build that is not super frustrating to kids who might not have the same kind of dexterity, oral motor kind of, uh, or not oral motor, I'm sorry, um, fine motor skills in their hands yet Mm -hmm. you can really do some free play so we have made garages for cars we've made walls we've made houses we've made bridges and lots of tunnels with these blocks so it's just a fun way to play with blocks at a variety of ages and the size of the block oh i want to say would be maybe not two inches, but about like one and a half, two inch kind of cubes. So they're pretty small, but they're not chokeable. They're not choking mm-hmm. size. So there are some, some other little magnet blocks out there that I like too, that are wooden, but they're just too small to be used with right. little kids. So I would say I would start this at six months and I mean, you're still going to be playing with them at six years old. I mean, right. It's thinking like with your six month old, you just have the blocks in the hands and kind of seeing how they even go together and come apart and go together and come apart. And then you build all the way up to, I mean, I can even see like what you said, five, six, seven year olds creating scenes for little characters to play. And then you have that like tend open play again. So I love those toys that can grow with you throughout yes. childhood. Yeah. And it is, this is definitely a more expensive toy. It's, it's going to be more of an investment, but I do think that for families who are maybe looking for something again to grow with them, I think you get, it ends up being very inexpensive when you think about all the years and time you have that they will mm-hmm. be playing with this. And then it's also, um, I believe we got this one. This was gifted to us actually for one of my kids' first birthdays. It was a great first birthday gift. And so, is it something that you can add to, like the magnetiles? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So you can buy you can buy more blocks. So maybe because it is a little more expensive, you could start with a small pack and maybe add to it. I find that it would. I think it would be a little bit different, difficult to start with a very small pack because you just couldn't 
use it in the same way. Right. You really want to be able to build the really tall towers that fall down and do the garages and all kinds of things. You can use it alongside your magnet tiles as well. Oh, wow. That's a good idea. Yeah, because they are all magnetic. So you can definitely, we'll use them together and, and do a little routine. But it is a block that I really enjoy playing with the kids with. And I also, being somewhat of a organizational and very, uh, how do I say this nicely? I really like things to be organized at my house Uh and otherwise it's chaos and I feel chaos. And so I love magnetic blocks because there's all these blocks all around the room and you just kind of scoop them up with your hands and they stick together and you You set together for you. (laughs) Yes. It's perfect. Yeah. I love it. So, um, if you also have limited space or right, you just like, you know, it's just so easy. Even my kids can just pick them up themselves because they do go Mm -hmm. together. So I just think it's a great, great toy for, yeah, you know, six months up till, yeah, six to eight or something. It's it's just a great one. So I would definitely I was gonna say recommend that it. About the potato head, too, is that's one of my favorite things about it is the cleanup because everything goes back into the big potato. And when the ki- when kids can help you clean up and it's easy for them, that's just another bonus. And yeah, again, it's all these parts that are out, but then they all come back together and just one thing. And then you can put that one thing away. So that's always a pro to me when with a toy is just the cleanup and how you're going to store it after. Yes. Yes. And it, it's so important. And I'm sure we'll talk about this later too, but I, I very much believe as well in, in giving children roles, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say chores because I think that's a whole different dynamic. And, but I'm talking about really roles like, Hey, when, when you play with this toy, like our duty or like, or, you know, one, one thing that they can be responsible for, like an early responsibility is cleaning up after themselves in a very easy way, you know, like this, like Mm -hmm. put the box all back together, put all the pieces of the potato back in and it teaches such great responsibility and ownership and really teaching how to take care of the things that they have. So, mm-hmm. yeah, That's I think idea. the cleanup is, yeah, it's it's an important part of toys, I think. That's great. Well, those are fun. Those are both really fun toys. And we will have these linked on our website. They'll also be in our Instagram highlights. And if they sound fun and interesting for you and your family, we hope you check them out. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and check out our website, thespeechsource.com. Also, check us out on Instagram for more ideas on speech, language, feeding, and play.